Good morning. Today we get to celebrate. Celebrate through the power of the resurrection and the example of baptism. And so one of the things that I was reflecting on as I was getting ready to do this today was God's love and how much God loves us. And in Romans 8, it reminds us of his love, of his everlasting love. Nothing, 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 say it with me, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Nothing. And so today, we have two people that want to celebrate with you, that want to proclaim their love for Christ in the power of baptism. So please uh, join with me as we welcome them. I'm going to have first Rachel come down and tell her story. This is Rachel Van Schoonveld. I might need a little help from my church family because I'm a bit of a weeper. (laughs) Thank you. Growing up, I felt very alone. This is not to say I didn't have any close friendships or relationships, but primarily I didn't feel a connection with family. I was very young when the man that I idolized disappeared out of my life. Too young to understand that an alcoholic adulterer was not a father to be idolized. My mother and sister had a very close relationship, which I felt I was always on the outside of. I'm sure this was in part because I unfairly blamed my mother for my father's leaving, and in part because I just never felt that I was understood by either of them. Each week, we would go to church on Sundays, but it always just felt like this once-a-week obligation. We never talked about Jesus or God. I would occasionally ponder the idea that maybe there could be a God out there. I wanted so bad to believe, but God never talked to me. He never answered my questions or prayers. And when I was in need, and spiraling into a lonely depression, he never showed up, and I felt abandoned again. I started to feel angry towards God. So when I graduated from college, I headed off to San Francisco to get as far away as I could. Soon God was no longer in my thoughts, and the emotional as well as physical distance with my family grew. My depression increasingly got worse, and I began to have thoughts about the pointlessness of life. I figured I had three choices, live my life in misery, end it, or find the joy. I moved a lot over the years, and I thought I had finally found the place where I belonged when I moved to Charleston. Within one year of moving there, I had met six of my closest friends. I had a great job at a software company, a home that I loved, and my depression was a thing of the past. Then I got laid off from my job, and it took me seven months to find a replacement job. And after only a year, I was let go because of expenses. That's when I started to hear God speak to me. As I just learned a few weeks ago, it says in Hosea 2.14, I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. 
that came as a call from my sister saying, hey, I've moved back to Ada, and it would be great to have family around. So would I be willing to move back to Michigan and move in with them? At first, I thought she was just being nice, and my immediate reaction was no. But she kept calling, telling me about what was going on with her and the kids, and I found myself daydreaming about being there, and deep down, I knew I was being led to go. When I got here, I started reading the Bible because I saw both my sister and brother reading daily, and I couldn't help but sense the divine hand in our newfound relationship. Things started to shift when I read the Bible. I could actually sense the softening of my heart, and God let there be no doubt that He has been with me my whole life. He showed me how He healed the pain of my father's abandonment with the loving relationship I developed with my grandparents when He brought me to Denver, and how He took me to a place of healing and understanding with my mother when He brought me to Charleston. And now, being back in Michigan for only 16 months, my sense of family has grown exponentially. God has forever changed my relationships with my biological and spiritual families. I may not have heard God speaking to me in the past, but I now realize that He has always been with me, that His Spirit has been guiding me, and that He sent His Son to redeem me. I have a family, a promise, and a purpose in God. Titus 3, 4-7 But then the kindness and love of God our Savior was made known. He saved us because of His mercy, not because of any good things we did. He saved us through the washing that made us new people. He saved us by making us new through the Holy Spirit. God poured out to us that Holy Spirit fully through Jesus Christ, our Savior. We were made right with God by His grace. God saved us so that we could be His children and look forward to receiving life that never ends. Rachel, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow him and him alone? Yes. Because of your testimony, my sister, I get to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. This is Chris Kraft to tell his story. Good morning. morning. I'm going to need Rachel's strength because I'm a lot more of a weeper than she's going to be. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up, both home environments were filled with love and support, but neither were centered around Jesus. As I look back on life then, I now know that although Jesus wasn't at the center of our lives, God always was there. No matter what difficult situation we were facing, He always provided. Without Jesus in my life as a teenager, I learned to question not only Christianity, but all forms of religion. I always thought that there 
was a higher power, but I refused to believe in the concept of faith. Without answers, I wasn't going to believe. During this time, I was exposed to many false idols as a result of this thinking, which would ultimately control my life for years to come. In the fall of 2013, I transferred to GVSU, and I'm sure it was then that God had had enough. Enough poor decisions, enough stubbornness, just enough. He immediately began planting seeds in my life. The most important seeds were the people he surrounded me with. Many of these people are here today, and I'm incredibly thankful for each of them. These individuals possess morals, values, joy, optimism, happiness, and confidence. All things at the surface level people perceive me to have, but deep down we're always missing. I remember sitting in my room, recognizing my life was beginning to change, and wondered how these people unintentionally were making such a big impact on my life. They all had one thing in common, they were Christians, and unapologetically had faith in Jesus. Curiosity at this point began to take over, and I just wanted to learn more about who Jesus was. I did that by going to church services of various denominations here in the Grand Rapids area. I felt very uncomfortable at first and almost decided to give up. But then I walked into the doors here at Calvary Jesus met me here. <laughs> I still remember the contagious worship and the powerful message delivered by Pastor Jim, just like today. It felt like Pastor Jim was only talking to me, like we were the only ones here. From that day on, I continued to come to Calvary and do so today as a proud member. As I look back at my life, it's hard not to get very emotional when thinking about how present Jesus was and is. God relentlessly pursued me. He never gave up on me. And I can reassure you, whatever your story might be, he hasn't given up on you either. Thank you. Chris, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow him and him alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my brother, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. Tom says it, I'm going to say it, it never gets old. <laughs> it's fantastic to see the love of Christ, who died on the cross, who rose from the dead for us, so we can have stories like that, to see what God is doing, how amazing it is to look at you and know what he's doing in your life. 
So let's continue to praise him. Let's continue to worship him. Please rise and continue in worship with us. This morning we get to celebrate baptism. Just as Jesus, who loves every one of us, died on that cross, he loves us because of the resurrection. And I'm reminded in Romans 8 how much God loves us. Nothing, 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 nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And so this morning there's three people that are going to be publicly declaring their love for Jesus and their life and their faith and their resurrection. So please would you welcome uh, with me uh, a father and a daughter, Chris and Grace Thompson. Grace is going to tell her story. Go ahead, Grace. <laughs> Can you read it? Just read it. Go ahead, Grace. Go ahead and read it. Just read it out, okay? You don't have to stand up. Just read it. Right here. Thompson, and I would like to tell you about why I'm getting baptized today. When my parents were reading the Bible with me, I learned about God's commandments and that I had not been obeying them. This is called sin. I learned that my sins deserve punishment, and that punishment is death. I then learned that Jesus had come to pay that price for my sins. I asked for forgiveness for the wrong things I had done. And put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. I am being baptized today because I want to show other people that I believe in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Since accepting Jesus as my Savior, I know that He has taken away my sins and that I am forgiven and I can look forward to being with God in heaven one day. My favorite verses are found in Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mackers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates, meditates on his lot day and night, that person will be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Grace, have you received Christ to be your Lord and Savior to forgive your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus and him alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my sister, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him.
now Chris will give his story. Good morning. My name is Christopher Thompson, and I would like to share my testimony with you. I was blessed to be raised in a Christian home where I was continually taught the truth of Scripture. I understood and accepted the gospel at an early age and was blessed to spend many formative years in the mission field where I was able to witness firsthand God's power at work in many lives. My journey of faith is not without its valleys, and there were many years in high school and college where the line of a well-known hymn, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love, seemed a distinct reflection of my own heart. Nevertheless, we serve a faithful God. And as I look back on my life, I am continually amazed at the struggles and hard times that could have ended up much worse if not for his intervention and grace. I am grateful to my family, the men who encourage me on a weekly basis, and the church family we have found here at Calvary that continues to encourage me as I learn and grow in the faith. I thank God for the continuing sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit and look forward to spending my life in pursuit of his kingdom and for his glory. I am here today as a testament to the salvation God has worked in my life and to say, here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. I would like to share a portion of Psalm 73 with you today that continues to encourage me. Yet you are always with me. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish, you destroy all those who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. The sovereign Lord is my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. Chris, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to following Jesus and him alone? Yes. Brother, because of your testimony, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. This is Jessica, and she's going to tell her story. Hi, my name is Jessica Totten, and this is my testimony. I was raised into a Catholic faith, and I would like to thank my parents who are here today for raising me in a Christian home. When I was eight, I was diagnosed with obsessive-compulsive disorder. It was consistent worrying, and I felt hopeless. I told my mother at that age that I didn't see the point of living if I was always worrying. My parents took me to Christian counseling, and I began to control my mind better. In high school, I was put on anti-anxiety medications because of my constant anxiety. College, college brought me a lot of stress, so I doubled my anxiety medication. Growing up in Grand Rapids, I had always been surrounded by Christians, so God was a part of my life, but he wasn't the center of it. At college, I began to push God farther away as I chose my social life over him. I became complacent with living in sin and had no desire to make God the center of my life. After graduation, I accepted a summer internship in Minnesota where I hit my rock bottom. Within my first week, I had several panic attacks daily and was 
it was a struggle to get out of my bed and drive myself to work daily due to my uncontrollable thoughts. My OCD was as bad as when I was eight. On the seventh day, I went to my HR to quit, but the director was on vacation, so I couldn't. I believe that was because God wanted me to complete my three months in Minnesota. This was my wilderness. That summer, I realized how much I need God in my life, and even in the midst of acknowledging how I had turned away from Him, He still continued to bless me by keeping me safe and providing friends during that time. When I moved back home to Grand Rapids, a a friend introduced me to a young adult's Bible study she had found at Calvary. I used to always be ashamed of how much I didn't know of the Bible because I hadn't read the Bible before, and I was so encouraged by how supportive this group was. My Christian peers helped me find that I still had sin to remove from my life and needed to truly commit my life over to Christ. That year, I decided to give my life over to Christ and start living by His will. Since moving home, I still had been, a- I had been able to reduce my anxiety medication. When I decided that I wanted to get baptized in October 2019, I knew anxiety was my testimony. I had pictured that I would be off my anxiety medication as a miracle that God saved me. I had felt at the time that my anxiety was at a good level and that I would start tapering off of my medication. I didn't feel great, but I wanted to to keep trying because of my own pride and wanting to glorify God through this. I started to have obsessive and dark thoughts, and so I had to increase my medication. At that moment, I felt so discouraged and didn't know what I was going to tell the congregation if I had to take anti-anxiety medication. But that's not the message he wanted me to tell you all today. He wanted me to tell you that anti-anxiety medication is another gift from God. It doesn't mean that God won't use me to have a powerful impact in his kingdom. This is what just what the enemy wants you to believe. Today, I stand before you on medication, but God still saved me from my anxiety and continues to be my savior. When I feel anxious, I remember the scripture. Isaiah 43, 1-3. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Jessica, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires? Yes. And commit to follow him and him alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my sister, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised new life in him. (laughs) 